Welcome to Sensitive Sunday, a show where we normalize vulnerability and pretend like tomorrow is not Monday. My name is Alyssa. And my name is Carly. And this week, we're going to talk about feeling our feelings. We'll be diving into topics like shame around sensitivity, places we allow ourselves to cry in, and what anger looks like, and even more than that. Yeah, it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So as we always start, let's first talk about what we are feeling sensitive about this Sunday, something Mm -hmm. that may have affected us this past week, or honestly, in general, what we're just feeling. So Carly, do you have anything off the top of your head? I was literally feeling sensitive this Sunday, like in in the most literal term. Okay. Um, I have been feeling like super insecure about my ability to make boundaries mm-hmm. with people in my life and a lot of the people I care about. I think I've been feeling it lately mm. and um, I've just been, you know, I was hearing some comments throughout the weekend and I wasn't feeling great about them and it wasn't anybody's fault for bringing them up, but I was like, oh man, I really am more sensitive about this than I thought hmm. that I was. So I talked them out a little bit and I like recognized that that's what I was feeling sensitive about and just like made the people who were part of this know that I was feeling more touchy about this subject and just like be aware of it. Um, good, good communication. Thank that's you. good. <laughs> it was hard. It was hard. I definitely shut down in some moments and didn't say it in person, but mm. I know that I was feeling just upset about the situation and, mm-hmm. and I needed to take time to reword kind of what I wanted to say because I didn't even really know in the beginning why I was feeling sensitive about it. And so Right. Now. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like that. You really don't know and you have to take the time to remove yourself from the situation, reevaluate and come back. And I feel like the strongest relationships are between people who let each other do that, where you can step away and come back to it within a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think my biggest difficulty is like knowing what to say in the moment mm-hmm. when it happens. So, you know, when I shut down, I in that moment want to be like, wow, that hurt. But I don't really know how to say that without making it come off as dramatic or mean, which I think is mm-hmm. like the perfect start to a podcast where we talk about feelings and being too sensitive. For sure. Yeah, because we get inside our head like saying, me being too dramatic maybe maybe you're not being dramatic enough who Mm -hmm. knows like it really just it's so situational on the on what's going on so um i commend you for coming out of your comfort zone and communicating more that's a big deal and it's a lot harder than people realize and it's yeah it's just it takes a lot of guts so i'm glad that you were able to kind of push through that and recognize that it was tough and and also be able to step away and come back to it. Like I said, that's a big, it's tough. And it's Thank it's you. so frustrating the moment too when you don't know or yeah. don't know how to respond. So I'm glad you feel, it seems like you feel like you fulfilled a little, or what's the word? Like you you kind of got out of it what you were hoping for. That's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got really lucky that the, the person that I was talking to specifically was good at um, empathizing with me and just recognizing you know how they play a role and I know too what I can do better and so both working at it nice I know great I I love that oh Alyssa what are you feeling sensitive about this Sunday oh gosh I always think that I have an answer prepared and then I you ask me and I go blank um (laughs) (laughs) 
I am feeling sensitive about my purpose right now, which I think so many people feel that at so many different times in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going through the process of job interviewing because I got laid off. It's actually been a whole month. Can you believe that? I've been I've been unemployed for a whole month. It's wow. felt so much shorter than that because just so much has happened between then and now. My my cat passed away, which was his name was Todd. He's the love of my life, and just a lot of movement in the family. I don't know. Just so much was happening. Everything feels like a blur the last month. Mm-hmm. Um, us starting this podcast is probably the most positive thing, <laughs> um, or one of the most positive things that's happened this this past month. But anyway, yeah, I'm just looking for work, and I'm feeling sensitive about how to navigate that properly and when people are going to stop sympathizing with me about being unemployed because Mm. I got so much love and support from people when they first found out. A lot of people were like very not glad that I got out of that job, but they they just they were happy to know that I was going to move on to only bigger and better things, mm-hmm. which was really comforting. But I literally the week of getting laid off, I already had it in my head. Okay, so everyone's being so sweet and kind now. When are they going to start asking me? Mm-hmm. So did you find a job? Did you find a job yet? When when are you going to get a job? Like have that you, was. Have you ever seen people do that though? Because I feel like yes. I feel like I guess with with family, mm-hmm. that's really the only situation where, you know, I I don't think I'll ever have friends who are like, when are you gonna get a job? No, I know it's just like it's a quick go to topic and small talk though between mm-hmm. friends. Like I, I can imagine us on our our monthly dinner parties, people asking me, so have you applied for anything? Have you you know? And mm-hmm. as as like as light and non-harmful as that question is, for mm-hmm. some reason it cuts me a little deeper because I think, oh, I should be doing better. I should be doing more. Mm. When in reality, I think deep down, I'm really wanting to take advantage of this time where I'm not so, because I dedicate myself to my work mm-hmm. so much that I really want to value dedicating myself right now mm-hmm. <laughs> to myself. Mm-hmm. So I just, I yeah. I so I'm feeling sensitive about that. I mean, granted, I had a second interview today, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So um, now nobody can ask if you're looking for a job. Because I know you've been looking. I've been looking. I've been applying. I've, I'm fairly certain that if third interview goes well, I will probably get offered this job. I'm not 100 percent sure if I'll take it yet, but we'll find out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, that's my sensitivity this Sunday. Thank you for sharing, Melissa. Thanks. It's really brave of you to be willing to talk about, you know, something so big. It's multiple things that are so big and have been impactful in your life lately, but especially this and worrying about kind of how others perceive your choices is mm-hmm. I think a huge part of this episode overall like yeah I mean sensitive people in general I feel like we're constantly thinking about how others are mm-hmm. thinking of us which is so obnoxious but it's just what happens I mean we're all trying to please everybody else it feels like sometimes yeah. but yeah yeah no exactly this is why you're taking this month and maybe a little bit longer you mm-hmm. know to do something for yourself that you've been waiting to do it's so easy to get tied down into a job because there's some security in it and yeah. there's some risk in being shoved out of the nest in this way you know like mm-hmm. you you weren't given the chance to choose whether you had that security or not 
and it sounds like you're doing something positive with it overall especially given the situation that you've been handed lately with all of these changes so yeah yeah for sure i'm i really see me getting laid off as a blessing more than anything i it gave me extra time with my boy before losing him and it's just given me time to reevaluate what I want to be doing with mm-hmm. my life. Like it helped kickstart getting this podcast going, truly. I mean, I know we were working on it even before I got laid off, but it made me feel a whole new purpose towards it and mm-hmm. even more excitement to to dedicate myself to it. So I just there's there's so much good that comes from leaving a job because you can look at it hindsight too of how it was helpful, but also how it could have been toxic. Mm-hmm. And as much as I really loved so many bits of my last job, I there were some pretty toxic things involved with it too. So I'm just looking on the bright side and mm-hmm. seeing what is coming my way. So Absolutely. yeah. Do you want to lead us into our main topic for today? Yeah, yeah. So we were thinking because we're making this podcast about being sensitive, essentially, and many more things. But we wanted to start it off by talking about kind of something that Alyssa and I relate to a lot, which is being sensitive emotionally, mentally, physically. And today we're talking about being sensitive through feelings. So we talked through different aspects of it, you know, and the first thing that I was thinking of was the aspect of shame in Mm -hmm. being sensitive with your feelings. That for me makes it the hardest to be open. And I think part of the reason why we made this podcast in the first place is because we wanted to normalize it for more people. Yeah. I feel like generally I get lucky that I have good relationships with people enough to be able to dive deep into what they're sensitive about and have discussions about it and normalize their feelings, normalize my own feelings in the process because usually we're sensitive about really similar things Mm -hmm. anyway. But shame has been something that's been like a big blockage in me being able to share my feelings and share even what I was talking about earlier and what I was sensitive about. Like, I think if I didn't feel shame about how I was feeling, then maybe I could have done it more in the moment too. Mm, Yeah. I like imposing this question of like, why do we feel like it's not okay to be sensitive? Well, I think there's a lot of history behind it, just the whole masculine versus feminine mindset that women are sensitive and they can't control their emotions Mm. versus men don't have emotions and they can't be sensitive. What is that? And that's just absolutely ridiculous. So nobody is allowed to be sensitive is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Nobody, even though it's ingrained in all of us, we all have sensitivities. Sure, some of us like get it drilled out, I suppose. Like Mm. some people learn to suppress it because that's just how they were raised. And unfortunately, that's a thing, but it is. And it's just so sad because being a sensitive person doesn't make you weak. Anyone that Mm. tells you that it makes you weak is just wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand there are moments where you have to be put into pressure. And if you are being very emotional and you're not able to keep a level head, I get it. You know, there's, there's situations like that. But that doesn't mean that you're an incapable person if you're sensitive. Mm. Sensitivity is is an emotional intelligence. I know I said that mm-hmm. last episode, but it just means you're more heightenedly aware of everything going on around you, which is actually a fantastic tool to have in life. Mm-hmm. So people who aren't as like they don't have the sensitivity, they they may not be aware that 
their coworker that they only talk to two times a week has a big impact on their job. And by not being aware that that person is struggling or something, mm. it actually has an impact on your job and what you're doing. And having just a quick little conversation, a little check-in that takes two, five minutes, whatever, yeah. can make a world of difference just by being aware of that, being mm -hmm. being empathetic and understanding that other people are going through shit in their life. Mm -hmm. You know, your your life isn't, as much as we like to think we are the center of the universe, we're not. There's There are billions of souls going around in the world. Mm -hmm. That you interact with every day. Exactly, yeah. And mm -hmm. you just... <sighs> Anyway, I'm losing my train. No, no, I think you're totally right that being sensitive is a skill for many reasons, including, you know, being at work, making sure that all of your friendships are caught up. Like part of that is knowing things outside of yourself and remembering to check in with people. And mm -hmm. I'm trying to get better at that every day. You know, even though Alyssa and I are sensitive, like we still have a lot of work to do. And a lot of that has to do For with sure. communication in this way, but also in, you know, knowing our feelings and being able to feel them too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's also just as powerful, being able to show people who you really are in an authentic way Yeah, and be able to share important things about you helps them get to know you at so much of a deeper level. Yeah. I think when people think of sensitivity, they just think of someone who can't keep their emotions together and in check. Like if you really think of the word or think of the phrase, you're sensitive, mm. what do you think people are actually imagining in their brain? Like when I, when I ask you and pretend like you're thinking in a complete black and white way, mm -hmm. when I say, what is a sensitive person to you? What, what do you think the average person mm. would say. Somebody that cries a lot mm -hmm. or is upset about things in the world on a regular basis. Right, right, exactly. And I think that's like the majority of what society thinks, mm -hmm. right? And that's just not true, right? Mm -hmm. There's so, it's so much more complex than yet mm -hmm. that. Sure, that's a piece that, that could be a little bit of a piece. Sensitive mm -hmm. people tend to be more in tune with their emotions. So yeah, maybe they allow themselves to cry a little more. Mm -hmm. Maybe they allow themselves to, to vent to their friends a little bit more. But it doesn't mean that they can't control when they cry or they can't control when they vent to their friends. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 so much more than the black and white way of thinking of it. But leading it back to the whole shame of it, I think getting away from this toxic masculinity mindset of sensitivity is the biggest first step that we all need to take. Like mm -hmm. men can cry, men can be sensitive, men can express their emotions and it's good, mm -hmm. <laughs> let them, mm -hmm. it's great. If anything, like most relationships enhance because of it. So I don't- Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think being able to share your feelings and recognize your partner's feelings if you're in a relationship or that sort of thing really helps in general. I think. In in partnership and in life in general like it really helps to know what your feelings are and how you can express them and how other people can express them and without that you know then we're just blank masks walking mm -hmm. around yeah and putting on whatever it is that we want other people to see at the end of the day and that's just like what's the point mm. it's if you're not living authentically for yourself you're living for other people and when you look back years from now are you going to be happy that that's what you did mm. maybe 
maybe it leads you to where you want to be in life, great. But most of the time, it's not gonna. If you're pretending to be someone that you aren't and covering up these feelings that you have because so-and-so told you it's too much to handle, surround yourself with better people that Mm. are gonna accept you for who you are, truly. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I only want friends that are sensitive at this point. Mm -hmm. Or at least emotionally aware and have Mm. the ability to process yeah your emotions mm-hmm. yeah absolutely which can be lumped into sensitive not to say every sensitive person is emotionally mature at the same time right mm-hmm. like it's a quality and we still have to understand how it works in certain ways and make sure that it plays into our relationships in ways that we're happy with but at the same time i want people who are emotional rather than people who aren't in my life right overall it adds depth And kind of, I guess, going along with wanting to eliminate shame, I think part of why we wanted to talk about these other pieces is to normalize what it's like for Alyssa and I Mm -hmm. to see if other people feel the same way. I think it would be awesome if people ended up wanting to interact with us in some way and you know, we're willing to put down, you know, the things that they relate to about these different topics that Alyssa and I talk about. Leading into that, I wanted to talk about kind of different places that we cry because I Mm, feel like that's something that I've always felt a lot of shame about, especially when I was in school. Mm. The last thing I wanted (laughs) to do was cry on the playground or in class. In class, yeah. Gosh, I I totally get it. And I've done it. I've cried in class Mm -hmm. and had to try and like hide it because you don't want people to think like oh what's going on with her mm-hmm. but it happens sometimes you're you're overwhelmed or someone really hurt your feelings and you can't always get up and get away from the moment mm-hmm. so do you have some specific places that you tend to go to when you're feeling overwhelmed that's a great question i mean i guess most of it is in private like i love to cry in the car or in my room just like curled up into a little ball sometimes it's nice you know when you hug somebody and they like really bring the emotion out of you and you get to cry like that's that's a really nice moment i think i cry a lot when I listen to music and when I watch movies, there's something about the emotional elements of it that really touch me. Mm, um, yeah. Like I was listening to Joji and I I don't listen to Joji, yeah. but I'm listening because I'm prepping for this festival that we're going to yeah, in a bit. <laughs> and he has a song, I think it's called, oh no, it's like his most popular song. I'm Glimpse of Us? Right now. Yeah, The Glimpse of Us. Yeah. And I, I heard it for the first time last week. What? It, yeah, I know. For the first... Oh, my God, Carly. <laughs> Get with it. I no, know, it's so bad. Um, <laughs> but it made me start crying while I was driving because I was just listening to the lyrics and I was like, wow, I, I can relate in some ways. So it's funny, I guess, to think about how often I cry in different places, but they're places that I'm comfortable with at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And there are also places that I'm not comfortable crying mm-hmm. in. Like I know at work in college, there were times when like I had coworkers who were feeling emotional. One of my coworkers hid under the desk to express her feelings because she was so upset about something. And I Aww. covered the desk while she was doing that. That's so sweet. And- wow. I hope you like acknowledge how above and beyond that is Carly like people don't do that like that's that's such a thoughtful thing to do like you were trying to help give her the space to express herself and most people just go like oh okay well let me know if you need something like yeah that's that's really big I yeah. Feel that. mm-hmm. yeah no of course it was it was a really hard time and I'm sure especially in college 
everybody's crying all the time. I've heard a story once about a person who was like studying in the library and they saw somebody crying and then their alarm went off and they just got up and went back to work. You know, some people have to set alarms to cry. Wow. Or they, I know it's not I've funny. only ever seen that in like movies or, some, or TV shows. Yeah. Or... I mean, maybe it's fictional. I didn't see it with my oh, own okay, eyes, yeah. but I recommend it to clients. So yeah, I mm-hmm. think that it's uh, optional for sure. And at the same time, I am trying to remember. Oh, I worked at the library for a long time and there was definitely a time when I was going through it where I would just be shelving books in the stacks and Mm -hmm. crying while I was shelving books (laughs) because I was so upset. Oh, well, at least like that kind of position allowed you a lot of alone time ish. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know there were people kind of around you, but you had some peace and quiet to yourself where you have a little bit of a, at least an essence of space to yourself to be able to express your feelings. So, and you are someone who is a pretty quiet crier. Like I have very rarely witnessed you sob. I know you probably are capable of you, obviously, because I have seen it, I think a couple times, but it's so rare. You, I, I do notice that you tend to keep it in i don't know well maybe that's something we'll have to talk about yeah maybe it's it's different i think with other people than it is by myself i mean honestly it's not that different actually i lied (laughs) i um, am a very controlled person and i don't like to be out of control and i think that Mm. crying makes me feel out of control in a lot of ways Mm. and i've been working on it like this is the most progress that i've made in crying in a long time when i first started therapy in 2018 2017 I every time I cried asked her if I like looked okay or if she like she and she was like I can't even tell that you're crying right now like yep see that just (laughs) that just uh confirms what I said (laughs) that you're you keep I don't know I don't want to say you keep your shit together because that's I don't that doesn't feel right but you do find a way to make it toned down for sure yeah I just don't, I forget what I was going to say. I lost it. That's all right. I, I kind of wonder it. why you have such a toned down version cool. of crying. I remember, you made me remember what I was going to say. Cool, cool. I feel a lot of shame about it. Uh, surprise, surprise. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely feel shame about how I look when I'm crying and, you know, how it sounds. Like, I, I think everything that comes from it is, like, so authentic to a point where I don't want somebody to see the real real me you know Mm. in certain ways like really what if they don't like me yeah and I'm this upset that would just be like heartbreaking yeah in a way I think even with the people that I'm closest to even with myself if I don't even like myself crying how are other people gonna like me crying I I get it you know and Honestly, like in media, they they literally describe crying as ugly crying for people exactly. who are who are like ex- very expressively crying. And how can you not feel self-conscious when that's what you hear all the time? Mm-hmm. So it's I get it. I'm the same way. Like I, you know, with my cat just dying, I was literally wailing. I was so upset. Mm-hmm. And I was worried about what my neighbors were going to mm-hmm. think. And I, I think that's kind of fair because you don't want people like calling the cops because <laughs> someone's crying we're so loud. Your door like, yeah. Hey, are you okay? I know. So I, there's like certain levels of self consciousness, but especially worrying about how you look. I've mm-hmm. been in that position because I feel like I'm quote unquote an ugly crier, but 
that's it's so silly because I think at the end of the day you're you're supposed to cry because you're releasing something that's really upsetting you and when you're up in your head about what are other people gonna think about me crying and releasing these emotions it's it totally takes away the meaning the whole point of doing it so I do think that we everybody but I know I need this we need to work on being okay with crying Mm -hmm. and not caring so much of what other people think. Like, obviously, there's a time and a place in certain situations, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, you can go out in your car and cry. And if someone sees you, whatever. Mm -hmm. They've probably cried in their car too, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. (laughs) It's it's such a human thing to cry. And if you don't, that's also okay. I understand that too. I know some people who are like, I haven't cried this year. And I have some people who, when you ask, like, when's the last time you've cried? They've said, like, three days ago. Yeah. You know, it's such a range. And I guess it's okay either way. But I guess we're here to normalize the crying girlies. Yes. That get weepy. And and, men. And and men. (laughs) Sorry. I'm using girlies as a gender neutral term. Yes, yes. But thank you. And non-binary people and all of the different people Sorry, okay. I only said that because I want to hone in that men should be crying too. Okay. They should absolutely be crying and letting it out because, you know, it leads to diseases, guys, yeah, that holding in your emotions has literally shown to lead to, like, heart disease especially. Mm-hmm. So, And the rates of suicide in men oh, yeah. is, is much larger too. So True. I think that's a separate testament to itself, the health difficulties. Yeah, absolutely. Just cry, guys. In summary. <laughs> Alyssa, are there any places that you cry that that I haven't mentioned that might be good or that Um, you enjoy? I do it in the car a lot, too. The car seems to be, like, one of my safe spaces, which is odd because it's very open. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have tinted windows, Mm -hmm. so people can see me. Um, It just feels so private in there. Yeah, it's like it's your space, especially if you own a car on your own. Mm -hmm. It's just like, this is my car. No one's getting in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got the lock. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I would say my car is the number one place. I've done it in like the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm trying to not cry in a classroom or at my desk at work, I go to the bathroom or something. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I think with the field that I've been working in, in business, I'm, re- I have to be careful especially because it's a male-dominated business. I can't let my, I hate that, but I can't let myself just let it out mm. unless I'm around my female co-workers and even sometimes fortunately I haven't had to deal with this but I, I worry about even them judging me because they're yeah. also trying to appeal to this masculine environment or whatever but mm. anyway that doesn't apply anymore but um <laughs> I feel so lucky that I work in a profession where my job is literally to make people cry more yeah <laughs> that's so true yeah and it's not like my job causes me to cry, but shit happens in life, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes you just need to let it out. And there's a lot of jobs that are like, you need to leave home at home and come to work and work. And it's mm-hmm. like, yes, I get that. Productivity is important. And if you have too much going on at home that prevents you from being able to work, mm-hmm. that's a problem. But we are not robots. Mm-hmm. We are not robots. We mm-hmm. cannot turn it off 100% of the time. So it's there's a happy medium for sure. Mm-hmm. But ultimately... 
sorry to answer your question it's usually the car or the bathroom or my bed okay understood (laughs) pretty normal places normal places anywhere that you don't want to cry or like would absolutely never want to i guess there are a lot of places but i don't know i don't want to cry in a target you know i don't want to cry in a store where people are going to be like what's wrong with her yeah i agree (laughs) with that i'd hate to be checking out somewhere and just be like have tears streaming down my face uh, yeah. while I'm like, typing in the pen for my debit card or something. Yeah, like I don't. That's just not the ideal situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot worse places to cry, I mm-hmm. suppose, but... And I guess reversing it, it's also okay if you cry in the supermarket. I guess yes. if anyone wants to leave comments of times that they have cried in a certain place. I would love to hear what everyone has to say, yeah. like where you've experienced some grief and just couldn't contain it and Mm -hmm. how did that experience go was it as upsetting in terms of knowing people were around you or were you able to kind of turn off the world around you and not think Mm -hmm. about what other people were thinking I, I would love to get like a poll going of how many people actually care about what other people mm. think while they're crying versus people who know how to turn it off and just feel that feeling? I'd like advice from the people that do know how to turn it off. Yeah. Because that would be nice. But, and even if you want to keep it on a more lighthearted note, too, like places that you cried that you thought were just funny. Yeah. You know, I think we should really normalize crying in different places. Like, I would love to see an Instagram of like places I've cried. And then just a picture of you crying. In imagine, all imagine someone's like, I only cry on roller coasters because, like, <laughs> <laughs> that visual just seems so funny to me. Like, I mean, roller coasters make me cry just from how fast true, they are. So true. you can always use it as an excuse if there still is some shame. Yeah. I think the other thing that we wanted to talk about is kind of the the reverse of that, which is you know, different emotions. I think the first one that I thought of was anger just because Mm -hmm. it's one that I don't normally feel too often, but I think is one that I still feel weird about feeling Mm -hmm. when it comes up. I don't know if you do. Oh, I, the thing is for me, I mean, every emotion is different for everybody, like to what degree it can be like. And when it pops up, anger is a really interesting one to me because some people just never get angry and I don't know how they can be so zen. Of course they get angry, but they they find a way to not show it to people. And then there are people who don't know how to contain it. Mm. And I know it can be really debilitating too when you can't contain your anger, especially Mm -hmm. in day-to-day society. Like (sighs) there's the people in traffic who Mm. are They are not really in a rush to anywhere, but they are mad that they have to wait behind you and they just let it rip. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I worry for people like that because, well, one, high blood pressure for no reason. Uh (laughs) You know all of the health risks. I know. Well, I worked for a vitamin company, all right? All of that stuff is so fresh in my brain. (laughs) But on top of that, it's just like, I mean, it is connected to your health very much. So the more angry you feel, the more effect it does have on your body. It's like stressors. There's healthy stressors and unhealthy stressors. So anger tends to, it dips into both of those. And Mm. if you're someone who experiences excessive anger, it usually is going to have an impact on your body. Mm. And it's just more debilitating than people realize. And you may not even know it in the moment. It's something that might Mm. affect you years from now. So I mean, and I think the difference really is if you hold it in or if you express it, that makes a big difference, right? Like I think 
the people who can express it in uh, helpful ways. I try to say helpful instead of healthy just because I feel like there's no right or wrong answer to what to do with these things. I mean, sometimes there's like probably a less helpful way Mm -hmm. to express your anger, but there's also you know, more helpful ways to do it. A lot of people do it through exercise. Um, Mm -hmm. I've heard that throwing ice into a bathtub is a really good way to let, yeah. There's like a cracking sound where like some people really like, (laughs) I know, it's not funny. Oh my gosh. So some people really like that. You know, if you can just pause and release it through like big exhales or clenching and unclenching your fists or things like that Mm -hmm. you know expressing it or ranting to somebody you can call and just be like hey can I rant for 10 minutes right they can just put the phone on speaker and like walk away yeah exactly (laughs) but the the point is that like I think expressing it is a big part of it too I agree because if you hold it in I think that's really what causes all of these you know, health difficulties is people who have more stress and people who have more anger usually aren't letting it out or what Alyssa's Yeah, saying. or it'll build up to a reaction that is actually very harmful because then it tends to not only harm yourself, but it ends up hurting a lot of people around you too. So mm-hmm. it just kind of depends. Yeah, I, I feel like um, my form of when I express anger is... I literally will punch a pillow. Mm. I will go ham on my mattress and just, just, rack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want that visual. <laughs> just, and that seems to really help me. And um, I'm going to open up about something real quick. When I'm really hating myself, and this is something that I've gotten way better at, I used to hit myself in, in the head, which is so not great. But I did, and it kind of, obviously, I would hit myself enough that it would numb the anger a little Mm -hmm. bit. And it's, that is not the way to do it, but it helped in the moment. And I think realizing that if you just exert that energy out on a foreign object, Mm -hmm. not a person, Mm -hmm. not a person, but like your bed and your pillow, not a pet. Oh, my God, I will come after you if you are (laughs) a pet beater, I swear to God. Anyway, um... (laughs) I'm so glad you shared that, Alyssa. And and I know you're not the only person that's done that, you know, as somebody who sees a lot of people. I definitely know and get my fair share of of clients who do that too. And they know that it's harmful, right? It's like a form of self-harm. Self-harm is not just one way. Yep. It's not just razor blades. And it's not helpful um, overall to beat ourselves up when we're mad, but to beat an object up maybe or to go like, kick it out do some martial arts do some um running right you know some sort of like just getting it out there yeah um, i had a client tell me today that she bikes while thinking about her problems like she just like sits on the stationary bike and like processes oh interesting and i think that that could be lead to some really good results i guess if yeah, you really care I mean, about fitness. yeah bringing back health yeah <laughs> I think for me, something that I do that's maybe not a physical way, because sometimes I think physically for me, I that's not the way I express anger. I do it through talking about the things I'm frustrated about or really Olivia Rodrigo's uh, sour has been like a huge help for me. I know one time early 
in my relationship with my partner now there was like something that just didn't go right or didn't go the way I was expecting and I was really frustrated about Mm, it so I turned on the sour album starting from brutal and just like went through (laughs) yelled the entire album in my car and then I got home and I felt way better I love that I mean (laughs) that's so great I god I could go on and on and on about music for me, it's just such an important element in my life. I just think it's a soul communicator across all regions of the world. And the fact that it's so moving to everybody and can help people work through mm-hmm. such such strong emotions like anger, it's just such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm so glad that, that, was, that that's an outlet that works for you. It's so Thank great. You. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. I guess last call to the audience, if you have any albums or songs that you feel like are really good for expressing your anger, I'd love to know. We could put together an anger playlist. That's a great idea. Yeah, we just throw together all of our angry, sad girl or whatever music. (laughs) It's good for a mood, you know, especially when we're trying to feel our feelings these days. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like your feelings have, how you express them have changed over time? In terms of anger, at least? Um, I think I've gotten way better at it. I probably never even recognized that I was angry before. When I used to be angry, like, I don't think that it's an emotion that's come up for me a lot. It's Mm. usually, like, I feel sad or something instead. I think anger is kind of a secondary emotion sometimes. It's an emotion that hides other emotions that you're feeling like right in therapy I use this iceberg that has anger on the top and then everything under the water is like sad guilt disgust like it has all these other feelings because anger can be a mask for oh being upset about something else got it Um, I didn't think I didn't know that before I didn't know that anger would be what's shown on the top of the iceberg yeah Yeah, a lot of people are like, I don't really understand why I'm so angry. You know, the person with road rage, they're probably not just angry. They're probably upset about a lot of different things. And anger is the easiest way to express it or the way that they've found most socially acceptable. Like I know we were talking earlier about how societally like men aren't allowed to feel their emotions or express them. So I'm sure that anger is a big substitute for a lot that of is men one. out there. Yeah, anger is the one that men are allowed to show and mm-hmm. it's it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that's probably why we see more of it. Ah, yeah. Wow, all the dots are connecting. Wow. It's crazy. <laughs> We're learning on this podcast. Pulling out those therapy <laughs> techniques. Do you feel like you've changed the way that you've shown your feelings or expressed like anger or any of your other ones yeah i mean opening up about the whole hitting myself thing i've done i'm i do that significantly less i don't even Mm -hmm. remember the last time i did it so that's definitely an improvement for me um i've never really been an angry person i i have been a frustrated person and i i know that kind of dips into anger but um i just like I said last podcast, I kind of close off. I go into a little hole and I just shove it down, which again, I'm working on and it's getting better. Um, but I I feel like overall, I just don't get angry very much and yeah. I'm getting better about venting mm-hmm. instead of letting that anger sit. So communicating has just been my biggest achievement in general. It's just learning how to communicate better. So well, you're doing great so far. I think it also helps too to have scheduled check-ins or things. Like I'm, I feel lucky that I get to do this podcast with Alyssa once a week, so that we get to check in about all of our things. In addition to also recording this and getting to talk about it here, we do 
check-ins beforehand too so getting mm-hmm. to talk to her about what's been going on really helps yeah I love that we're doing this it yeah. makes me so happy yeah, I feel so much too. more I, I'm already so connected to you but this just like takes it even a step further oh, friendship yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so I know that since we're kind of hyping each other up at the end, I think that's a perfect segue into our uh, least favorite, most anticipated segment that we decided we're doing. Our attempt at hype man practice. I know you have all been waiting for this (laughs) moment and it's going to be great (laughs) or we will see. So um, we all need to be hyped up. We all need the hype before starting a work week, especially, right? Or just hype in for anything, right? So let's practice together learning how to hype each other up. So I did like touch upon this last week about how in society we tend to see the more bro-y dudes or Mm -hmm. whatever, just guys in general, do most of the hyping. Like you hardly ever see women or at least i hardly ever do i know it exists i out just there. think our version of hyping is a little bit different right yeah like, but know. i there's something so fun about how you typically see those dudes do it and mm-hmm. i know my partner has done it and he's done it towards me and i just it, it's it's invigorating it's great mm. like you really do just feel like wow i can do anything when you have someone just hyping you up like that so mm-hmm. I want us to be able to do that for each other. And I want our listeners to be able to do that for themselves and their friends and the people that they care about. Because, man, if we were all out there hyping each other up, like, mm-hmm. what what are the possibilities? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. this is good practice for y'all out there, too. If you need to hype yourselves up or hype other people up. You know, you get to be included in us learning how to do it with ourselves. Yeah, you get to hear the cringiness of us attempting and hopefully see it evolve to something a little bit smoother and accept it for how it is. You know, at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, it's just what it's going to be. So absolutely. Alyssa, I think for me, what I need most typing up is usually about Sundays. And I get Sunday scaries every Sunday. I get so upset that tomorrow is Monday and I try to procrastinate it as long as possible, Mm -hmm. but it always comes. So I think I need a little bit of help just feeling ready for the week. All right, let's do this then. Okay, okay. Okay. Are you feeling it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It's almost hard because it's forced. Okay. I gotta stand up. I can't. I can't do this sitting down. Uh, Hyping 101. You must be moving. You cannot be sitting still and work. Music. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Carly, this week's gonna be great. You're gonna do it. You're gonna see those clients, and you're gonna. You're gonna just. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like sometimes the words that come out just need to make you feel fired up. They don't always have to mean anything. Right. That's okay. Yeah. I'm feeling hyped up already. Good, good. <laughs> it's going to sound better when there's music for sure. So what are you going to do this week, Carly? I'm going to go help those people. <laughs> <laughs> and and how's it going to make you feel? It's going to make you feel probably really drained, oh but my God. so fulfilled. But fulfilled, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God, this hurts. I know that there's a good way for us to do this and we'll find that way, but. Okay, well, um, 
Thanks, Alyssa. Thanks. You're what? You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The gist of hyping, and you guys will hopefully know how to do it so much better than us, uh, is just making the other person feel like they can absolutely do anything. And that even though they're dreading what whatever they're dreading, like for Carly the week to come, it, it helps kind of bring in a positive attitude in the coming of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's opportunity for alleviating some of that stress mm-hmm. and, and unending doom that you may be feeling. And hyping just kind of gets you out of your head for a moment mm-hmm. and allows you to be like, okay, you know, we're just a little blip in this universe, That's right? That we're a little tiny speck in mm-hmm. the whole universe. And this week is just five days in the scheme of things. Exactly. And then after that, your life has moved on and you've lived so many years of five-day work weeks or whatever it is anyway. Or school or whatever you're dealing with. Whatever you're stressing about right now, it's it's a moment that sucks, but it's also just a moment. And you're going to get through it and you're going to feel so accomplished because you got through it and you did great. And you can look back on it thinking, all right, you know, maybe it didn't go exactly the way I wanted, but it happened and I did it and I'm free of it. Wow. There, I hyped our audience. That's really inspirational, Alyssa. Thank you so much. (laughs) I think that's all that we have for today. Alyssa, anything else you want to share before we wrap up? I just want to thank our listeners who have decided to join us on this journey because I am so enjoying myself doing this. And I think if anyone takes anything away from this, especially this podcast today Mm -hmm. is let yourself feel your feelings and let yourself express them to people or at least let yourself express them to yourself and try not to care what other people are thinking so Mm -hmm. much because it takes away the whole point of expressing those feelings and releasing them having them and letting them release into the universe and be as it is You know, I just Mm -hmm. hope that everyone can work towards becoming a more confident self when it comes to your emotions. I know that's what I'm working for. So Mm -hmm. absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. So thank you, Alyssa, for summarizing it so well. And thank you, everybody, for listening, too. I really appreciate you being willing to hear us talk about things that we're feeling weird about, shame about, excited about, angry about. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I really appreciate it. Um, Subscribe, like, comment, any of the things. All of the things. Yes, please. You can follow us on Instagram at sensitivesundays.podcast. Or if you have any questions or suggestions, you can email us at sensitivesundays.podcast at gmail.com. Yes, please do. That would be really nice. We obviously have topics that we want to discuss, but we also would really love to appeal to what you guys want to hear. So if you ever have anything you want want to hear us say, please feel free to send us something. It'd be great. Yes, please. And if you don't come back next episode... We might cry. We might cry. And you know what? That's okay if we Mm -hmm, cry, Carly. mm -hmm. And we could cry anywhere we want. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You allow us to cry. Yes. But please don't. I would like you to return. Yes, please do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, awesome. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday and a good week. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.